Welcome to Caracon Carne. Right now, there's no car. I don't think there's even any carne. I didn't bring food. I don't know if my guest, Jill Hopkins, brought food. Did you bring food? I did. What did you bring? Oh, pepperoni <laughs> pizza. Now, is that an oven-baked pizza? Like a, like it a tombstone? It's an oven-baked pizza. Yeah, it's a, it's a home run-in, shy till I die. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, it's a pandemic. We're sheltering at home. Uh, for the time being, Carcon Carne is being done nightly over video chat and, of course, shared on carconcarne.com and all audio platforms. Carcon Carne is sponsored by C&H Financial Services. C&H Financial Services can be found at freeprocessingnow.com. When things get back to normal, when the world is back to sanity, when it's the way it was back in February, go to freeprocessingnow.com or call 855-600-2437, extension 999, and start saving money the very moment you call at C&H Financial Services. Uh, do you do live reads on Vocalo? Oh, yeah. Uh, occasionally. Uh, we have, uh, you know, underwriters it's public radio so uh every couple of days i get copy like that to read that we can like bop into wherever it needs to go but sometimes if the you know the the board doesn't fire or whatever and co decides to be an asshole like it does yeah sometimes i'm just like the morning amp is brought to you by mariano's or like whatever the <laughs> i remember back in the day working at uh the old wkqx and I, I did nights there and my show, my nightly show would have a sponsor. And if the information didn't, didn't make its way into the studio, I would just make stuff up. Like uh, tonight's show is sponsored by John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. John Jones, one of the original, <laughs> original seven members of the Justice League of America. He's green and he can turn invisible. I, I just, you know, you, you got to kind of go yeah. with what, you, what you're given. I mean, if they don't give you the, the notes, what are you going to do? Right. You got to improvise. It's on you. Yeah. Uh, so Jill Hopkins is the host of The Morning App on Vocalo. For those who may not be as aware of what Vocalo is, explain Vocalo and its mission. Oh, man, I'd, I'd love to do it. Uh, Vocalo is an arm of Chicago Public Media. Uh, we are sister stations with WBEZ. So, like, uh, imagine two sisters, and one of them is very studious and uh, really into, uh, you know, like, her, her, uh, her like poli-sci degree that she's in. And then the other sister, who's like a freshman when the, the big sister is a senior, is like, cool, that sounds awesome. I also like that, but let's party. <laughs> That's very well said. I get what that is. Yeah, we call ourselves uh, uh, Chicago's Urban Alternative. So we play a lot of uh, hip-hop and R&B and dance music, and we're kind of like uh, uh, the house music home in Chicago. But... Like you, uh, we are dedicated to, to shining a spotlight on local music of, of most genres, and it's like such a pleasure to do. And let me take this moment right now to blow some smoke up your ass, James Van Assel. You uh, are, quite frankly, one of the reasons why I do the job that I do. Uh, I listen to, I really do. I, I can't thank you enough for just being like a really dope radio host at a time where I was trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do with my life. Now, if I had figured it out years and years ahead of when I actually figured it out, maybe things would be different. But like, I remember winning concert tickets from you when I was really? in college and it being like the fucking coolest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> well, what'd you win? Uh, I want to say it was like super drag. Nice. Yeah, maybe super grass. One of the super blank 
bands of like the late 90s. Well, there was also Super Deluxe in that period, but my guess there is it, it was probably, if it was mid 90s, you're looking at Super Drag, late 90s, you're looking at Super Grass. Yeah. I, as far I, as what we would have given away. And honestly, I didn't even get to go to the show because I had like four jobs at the time. Sure. <laughs> so you ended up going into radio. What else was percolating in your head? If you hadn't gone down the broadcasting track, what would you have done? You know, I was I was tending bar, I was waiting tables, and that wasn't an unsatisfactory way of, of going through life. Uh, I thought for a minute that, like, barber college would be fun. Like, I love uh, just the idea of a barbershop, uh, uh, you know, just being like a, a community hub and, and all that stuff. And I had this, this wild idea that I would start, like, Remember when you could have, you know, business ideas and like make a future? Um, like back in February? Yeah, I, know. I had this wild idea years ago of like a combination barber slash tattoo slash uh, like bar slash laundromat or something like that where you could just like spend the whole Saturday and get all your shit taken care of. Here's the interesting thing we're learning about you. You're the host of Morning App, as I established. Had you not gone down that road, you're talking about being a bartender or a barber. Both are vocations that require you to have an interest in other people and talking to other people. It's, it's probably no accident that you're doing radio <laughs> right now because your other options were community-based, talking to people, learning about them. You have to yeah. have the gift of gab to do either, at least do either well. You can, you can be the best hairstylist in the world, but if you can't engage your customers, they're not coming back. That's true. And uh, I really, you know, the, I do enjoy this time that I'm having at home and, and, and everything like that, which is a luxury. I have a job that I can do from here. Surprise. That was my next question. <laughs> You're doing the morning app from your house. Yeah. It's not live necessarily though. So we're, we're doing uh, what they call voice tracking. I'm sure you're yeah. familiar uh, where I am recording 95% of the show, like tomorrow's Thursday, I've already recorded 95% of it. Tomorrow morning at like six or so, I will wake up and check the, the news feeds and record uh, a couple of news updates to uh, pop in to the broadcast. Because everything else, like the music that we're playing and, and some of the pre-recorded stories that we've got from WBZ uh, are already there, already exists in the world. But the last thing I want to do is read news at 6 p.m. on a Wednesday that's supposed to be applicable at 8 a.m. on a Thursday. And I'm sure there used to be a time where you could do that, but now everything changes so quickly yeah. that I, I can't, I, and I won't take the chance of, of being behind. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a new process, that's for sure. So being as focused as you are on the community and with coronavirus informing everything we do think and say right now, how do you relate this global thing to the community and, and vice versa? How do you how, how do you synthesize the news with how the community responds? Uh, I think m most importantly, the thing that that, that Vocalo is doing, uh, WBEZ is, is definitely focused on, uh, you know, just making sure that information is accurate and truthful from like the CDC and the WHO and all that stuff. 
And on my show, I'm very lucky in that I get to still play music and still be kind of uh, jovial about things because people need a respite from uh, the news. But uh, when we're talking about the community and all of this, it's, it's I, you know, not to sound um, trite or, or flippant or anything, but we, we look to Mr. Rogers <laughs> in these times and we look for the helpers. Uh, so it is uh, our job to, uh, you know, at the top of each hour to make sure that you have facts and science and all of that stuff but also uh, to make sure that if you uh, are looking for the helpers, uh, that there's a place to find them, or if you want to be one of the helpers, that there's a place for you to go and do that. And that comes in many forms. We're not all doctors. We're not all, you know, uh, out here delivering food to the community, but there's a lot of, of things that we can all do to uh, make sure that uh, our communities on a, a, a micro level are doing well, but that we as, as a city on more of a macro uh, level are also uh, taking care of each other um, because it's, uh, as the mayor and the governor said earlier this week, we can't depend on federal help or federal information. So we really have to kind of get down to it neighborhood by neighborhood, street by street. And if I can help in any way, it's, it's my pleasure to do. Let's talk a little bit about music for a second. You mentioned house and support and supporting local. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's almost a civic responsibility for those of us in media in some way, shape or form to represent those sounds that define Chicago. I, yeah. I can't, I don't really have an outlet to talk about the blues other than the podcast, but every chance I get, I'm, I'm happy to do so. Uh, house is such a big part of this city's identity for the past 40 years. I mean, it's, it's since, I want to say the day after the disco demolition. <laughs> so 1977. Yeah, right? 19, oh no, 1979. That was That's what it was, yeah. Yeah, that was the summer I was born. So uh, my mom has very, very tight recollections of, of what that day was like on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So yeah. what else? What else? I, I, I admittedly have a blind spot to a lot of the local urban stuff. I just, I, I mean, kind of my, my rock, indie rock bubble. What, what are you hearing that I should be hearing that other people should know about locally? I'll tell you to what, I'll tell you what, uh, James Van Ozzel, uh, I know what you like and I like that stuff too. So I feel especially uh, prepared to send you in some, uh, some quality directions. Please. Um, air credits are something that we're really listening to. They're a duo, um, uh, and and usually a, a, a MC and a DJ is not like the most exciting thing in the world. But this is uh, Steve Sleeve from the Hood Internet, uh, Steve Rydell, who is is one of my favorite folks, and uh, he's joined by another one of my favorite folks, Clinton Sandifer, who is a uh, show you suck uh, when he is rapping. The, these two guys are, are great any day of the week, but they have given themselves a six EP project called Wasteland Radio, uh, wherein they have created a uh, dystopian future where everything is uh, just dried up and hopeless. And the only Wait, hang on, thing, is that dystopian know, future? <laughs> is it better than the current dystopian future? I'm not. I need to figure out which one I want to choose. Well, here's the thing. So it's a concept, right? It's for EPs. They're on EP number four. 
And the concept is that, so all like media, all music has been wiped out. And there's this radio station where people can call in and request songs that they think they know, songs that they remember. And it's up to them to describe it to air credits. And then they do their best job of recreating it. So you're hearing uh, recreations, I'm doing air quotes, recreations of songs that have never existed done by this this hip hop group yeah uh and it's so amazing like the eps are fantastic the live shows are somehow even more so uh and it's it's interesting and um hard-edged in that way that i think that you'll really like and they're Very from cool. chicago hey, wild, Credits. wildly yeah. creative stuff wildly creative stuff um and that's the thing about Chicago, right? Everybody's so creative. It's annoying. <laughs> like, I, that is the thing about Chicago. It, it is impossible to say, oh, well, that's the Chicago sound. Because this yes. sound includes Americana. This, uh, this city includes house. The city includes hip hop. The city includes punk rock and industrial and every conceivable genre and really great examples of each. Yeah, so, I, the other day, found myself uh, queued up to watch a DJ set from Lawrence Peters uh, doing his Country My Way set. And then later that same night was Jesse De La Pena doing like a house and freestyle set. And I'm just like, do other cities get right. to have this? Because if they don't, like, why would you even live there? <laughs> it's true. It's an get embarrassment of, of riches. Exactly. Uh, you're doing a game show now? I am doing a game show. Explain. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you're familiar with kind of the, the British style of panel game shows. Uh, there are, it's a very uh, unique uh, format where the, the host has uh, teams of two uh, or maybe three teams of two uh, uh, to the other side. And you're asking questions and the answers are there, but it's, so much more inconsequential than the conversation, than the jokes, than the banter. Uh, this isn't like a Jeopardy question and answer or answering question format. I'm lucky. It's called Pop Quiz Hot Shop. Uh, we had been uh, doing, we'd had a couple of shows at the Cards Against Humanities Theater here. Which is a really cool facility. It's such a cool space, but uh, it's really difficult to observe the six feet away from another person. Yep. <laughs> thing there. True story. Uh, and uh, so Pop Quiz Hotshot is, is me hosting with two teams of two and uh, with a theme that is the overarching, uh, you know, question generator for, for the show. And with each question, I, I give each team some time to kind of hash it out between themselves. And the teams are made up from, because uh, we're in our, our baby stages and we are picking from the funny people that are closest to us, uh, folks who work at WBEZ, like Greta Johnson, who's the host of the Nerd Out podcast, Susie Ahn, who is uh, one of WBEZ's great reporters. Uh, we've had, um, uh, this su Sunday, we are having Trisha Bobita, who is the host emeritus of the, the Nerd Out podcast. We have Julia Weiss, who is uh, the head writer at Cards Against Humanity. Um, and so we just have had the best time, the best audience feedback. And one of the things that uh, I lament about this pandemic is that the momentum for a lot of people's really hard work has been kind of just cut off at the ankles. For sure. So we are making a pivot and reformatting 
uh, the show from uh, being in front of a live audience, which of course has its own energy that you can't replicate, but it's, it's a nice experiment to see how we can to repackage this for, for the internet. So we're still tweaking and still um, rejiggering the script and the questions and, and all that sort of thing. But that's going to be uh, this Sunday at seven o'clock. And, and if you follow me on social media at Jill Hopkins, I'll get all of the information so people can join us and have a good time. So it will be live. It will be live seven o'clock on Sunday. I, I'm dying to see how you do this. And I will. Me too. I will, I will. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure this will be super cool. Uh, let's let's talk about COVID nineteen a little bit more. You seem unnaturally jovial to be cooped up at home. Are, are you are you handling this okay? I am. I'm uh, I'm I'm hand sanitizing when the the need arises. Um, I uh, once again, I just I'm my overarching feeling for all of this is acute anxiety, and then <laughs> underneath that umbrella is immense gratitude uh, that I can work from home and that I live with uh, my husband and my dog and those are my two faves. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, whenever I, I feel uh, at the end of my rope, I feel like dogs know, like dogs know. Dogs right? absolutely know. <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? He's a lab, a black Labrador slash question mark, question mark. <laughs> How old? He is uh, two and a half. His name is Ollie. So you've got about five more years of puppyhood. Uh, I know, right? He's, I, I've had two retrievers. You're, yeah. You're in it for a little bit. I am in it for a little bit, but he's like the most hilarious dude. And my husband is also pretty funny. And uh, I'm, I'm, uh, he's a, he's a woodworker. And so he's at home now and in the past uh 48 hours uh he's built uh bookshelves for my home office uh some shelves to put in the pantry so we can <laughs> reorganize that whole thing and i think he's just reorganized his entire workshop in the basement so like he's downstairs doing his thing i'm upstairs like cutting tape and recording and you know doing this whole thing <laughs> So maybe just like having our own thing to do is, is what's keeping us sane. And see, then we and I, meet downstairs for sandwiches. <laughs> see, I think we're all learning the, about the way things will be when we emerge from this. Find a life mate who can survive an apocalypse. Your husband has woodworking skills. He is built. To, if this thing goes zombie overnight, he is prepared to handle it. I, like you, I, I can cut tape. I can... I, I, I can, can drinks. <laughs> I, I can find my way around Adobe Audition. Yeah. No help in in the time of pandemic or zombie. <laughs> but here's the thing: every zombie uh, thing that I've ever seen, every like apocalypse thing that I've ever seen, a lot of the trouble comes from uh, the people at the back not knowing what the people in the front know. So a communications director is very important in these times, and that's where you and I come in. That is a glass half full way of looking at the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Well you done, You can Jill. make sure that, you know, the, the folks with the baseball bats know what the folks with the, the hatchets and the guns in the front are up to. <laughs> so the morning amp on Vocalo, 8 to 10? 8 to 10 every weekday. Excellent. You are Jill Hopkins. You are a delight. Uh, and it's funny, right before we started recording, you said, we've been talking forever about going for a bite or a drink. 
and it took the pandemic to at least do this. So we're, we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost there. I'll meet you at the G-Man. We'll have, a, we'll have a beer and a shot together. Perfect. Can we go for hot dogs first across the street? Of course. Uh, we can bring the hot dogs to the G-Man. That's a pro move. I like, the, I like the way you think. <laughs> uh, Jill, thank you for doing this. It's, it's a delight talking to you. Mwah, much love to you, JBO. Keep doing what you're doing. We are honestly so grateful to have people like you who care about the city and who care about music and who care about all of us doing this work. Uh, you're, you're a delight and a, and a treasure.